Welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. We're joined today by myself and my co-host, Vader. How are you doing, Vader? Good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a it's been a long day for me. It's the end of the day. I guess you're you're in the middle of the, your day, right? Yeah, middle of the afternoon. Oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, what movie we got today? Today we are going to cover Snake in Eagle's Shadow. Uh, this came out in 1978, and it stars everybody's favorite stuntman Jackie Chan. <laughs> We can see that he's clearly a favorite of mine because I keep suggesting he watches movies. Um, but yeah, he's very good. No, he seems as good as what he does, and this is uh, it's one of his first films. Um, we took a look in an earlier episode at Drunken Master, uh, and that was also filmed in 1978, and as we'll, uh, we'll discover, it has a lot of the same cast uh, and shares the director. Um, this one is also uh, Yun Wu Ping. And Jackie, of course, in the leading role. This one also was basically the first time that uh, Su Tin Yun is brought in. And he played um, our snake-style grandmaster in this film. Yeah, he's actually the father of the director. So that's that's okay. sort of how he got this gig. He does a pretty good job, though. Oh, yeah. No, he does really good. Um, I think throughout this uh, and in Drunken Master, yeah, of course he has a stunt double. You see it every now and then. But a lot of the close-ups, I think, is him. Yep. It's the same with uh, the Snake Master. He's clearly not doing most of his work. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he definitely has a stunt double. Yeah. And it was a pretty old guy. Unfortunately, I believe he passed away in the following year. Um, I think it was 1979. So, oh, it that long ago. It did, but he had a, he had a lot of roles um, before he he took on this particular one. Um, pretty pretty decent backlog of uh, first filmography. And uh, well, I guess since we're talking about him, um, one of his notable roles is the Beggar So, uh, or uh, was it uh, Su Chen? That's who he played in Drunken Master. He yep. he played that same character in like five or six other films, at least. <laughs> well, and this character is not much different in this movie. It's just instead of Drunken Fist, it's um, yeah, the Snake Fist. Yeah, I th- he may have even had the same costume. It was yeah, the the hair was very similar and the hat. I do remember that. But yes, it probably was the same costume. It, it was. I mean he has like the, the same uh, gourd, like the wine gourd. Yeah. yeah. It was only released six months apart. I think it was March eighty one seventy one, this was seventy eight, sorry. This was released and Drunken Master was October seventy eight. So yeah, very quick turnaround. Yeah, well it's it's Hong Kong cinema. They that's all they did was just churn out kung fu movies, <laughs> and uh, and we're thankful for that. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yep, gives us content and fun fun things to watch. Oh yeah. So uh, another one of our uh, recurring actors is um, Huang Zhang Li, who plays uh, our villain Xin uh, Guan in this movie, the uh, Eagle Claw Master. And um, his his other role um, prior to this uh, was another character called Silver Fox. And I want to say that that character was in two movies. Uh, it's like Revenge of Silver Fox or something. Um, but prior to him getting this role. And um, un- unsurprisingly, his role in Drunken Master pretty much cemented him, I guess, in the um, martial arts cinema pop culture uh, kind of mind. He's his role of Thunderleg in that movie, which he just kind of became a nickname <laughs> for him. He's known for his crazy kicks. Yeah, Thunderleg is a very funny name. It is. I think a lot of these guys get some pretty inventive names, um, especially in the uh, the dub versions. Um, oh, uh, I guess speaking to that, uh, which which version of this film did you watch, Vader? Um, I started watching on Netflix. Uh, I actually have the DVD as well. Uh, this is one I saw a long time ago, maybe 14 or so years ago. And I had it on DVD uh, with a Jackie Chan collection I got. Uh, but then rather than pulling the DVD out, I just 
found it on Netflix. But I got 20 minutes in and got busy and then we came back to it and the subtitles wouldn't work. Um, so I ended up finding it on YouTube and finished watching it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, that that's pretty much what uh, happened to me. I, I don't have... Uh, the, the US Netflix didn't have this on offer, um, but I, I did find it through YouTube. Uh, the version I watched was, was subtitled and in yep. Cantonese, I believe. Uh, that, made, that made it interesting. Um, but yes, mine was subtitled as well. I prefer subtitles. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. we discussed that um, in an earlier episode. Uh, I know the version of Drunken Master with a lot of these same actors, um, the one I saw was dubbed, or at least I was relegated to watching the dubbed, mostly. And... Yeah. Um, just seeing a lot of the same faces with completely different voices was throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, it does that. Uh, you get used to it. Like I find the first like 20 minutes is kind of jarring. And then once you just get into the action of it, it kind of it becomes a bit more natural. But yes, that's why that's why sub is better than dub. <laughs> uh, and um, what's pretty neat about this one is um, even, we, even though we have a lot of the same actors, uh, I almost didn't recognize them. And it's only, what, a six months apart or, or less if that's when they were actually filming it before release. They could have done these back-to-back. Yeah, they probably did, yeah. So our our, our next notable uh, cast member is um, Dean Sheck, who's uh, Teacher Lee in the film and the assistant instructor in both this as well as in um, Drunken Master. He uh, also, a little bit later plays in Fearless Hyena and Fearless Hyena 2 with uh, Jackie Chan again. And he's one, is he one with like the little bit of paper on his side of his head? Yeah, I, I meant to look up what that was because it's something <laughs> specific. I yeah, just, it was very strange. Yeah. He had a, he had a mole in the fir- a drunken master and then thus he has the bit of paper stuck to the side of his head, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a paper with like a blotch. I don't know if it was like a, an opiate or something. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, That'll, that'll be fodder for uh, a little bit of research for next time, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. He's a very goofy character. Like, his his acting style is very comical. Um, he's, yeah, it's supposed to be a bit silly. Yeah, his character is definitely, it's a little over-exaggerated, but to, like, great effect. I mean, he, he's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know what to, like, classify that as. It's um, sneaky kind of a sneaky conniving guy that's a little bit lazy yeah he's no good at kung fu but he's he's still the, the master or teacher he thinks he's uh, good like that's i think that's part of the problem for his you know his first <laughs> characters is just he he thinks he's way better than he is i don't know it's uh it's, it's interesting to see and it's nice to see him again and uh we'll probably see him in the future i think i like them in this role better than the drunk master role even though he was, he's a worse person in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, on the whole, um, I think that this movie was the better movie. And I love Drunken Master, but this just grabbed me a little bit better. I agree. And we mentioned this last time when we did the, the one, we said how it's a more recent film but doesn't hold up as well as Drunken Master. I, again, I'm really impressed with how well this film holds up. Like, even the film quality, like, it's all very clear. Um, and a lot of older films, you tend to get blurry scenes or, or badly lit, whereas in general, this is pretty well lit. Um, looks good still, uh, what, 40 years later, almost. <laughs> it still looks amazing. Uh, yeah, and um, that that was another big thing with uh, with the one was the, the CG uh, use, the wire work. I mean, all those things don't age don't, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and in comparing this to some of the Bruce Lee films, uh, which have aged very badly, uh, very hard to watch some of the early Bruce Lee ones, um, just because they weren't filmed as well. Yeah, they weren't, yeah. and I think that probably has to do with the uh, the production company. I mean, a lot of that was like co-production with U.S. stuff, and they just didn't get what needed to be done. I think with these with this type of movie. Yeah. So yeah. All credit to them for going to pull off something such so long ago. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, a, lo- a couple of the like more unrealistic things that happen um, end up just being uh, editing and camera tricks where they just kind of roll the footage back a little bit. So if someone has <laughs> yeah, to do a crazy backflip, it, they just reverse it. They just made a, a couple of times with um, the snake, snake fist master. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, he's a bit older. So like the dive rolls are just him rolling backwards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, that's still pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's very well done. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Yeah, and sometimes using simple techniques are actually more effective in the long run, as we just mentioned. So that's why the original Star Wars is better than the the new trilogy, is because well, the middle trilogy now. (laughs) Okay, I was I was we were gonna have some (laughs) we're gonna get some hate mail for that one if we (laughs) said that. The, The the middle trilogy now. I don't know. It's all confusing. The original trilogy holds up better because it's it's all just real things, real models, and the episodes one to three, it's all CG. Yeah, yeah. So Luke cast, don't come after us. Four, five, and six, <laughs> good. One, two, three, questionable. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> seven, eight, and nine, jury's still out. <laughs> the jury's still out. Um. So yeah, who do we got next? We got our so we got uh, Roy Horan. He, um, in the film, is our sole uh, Caucasian character. Um, a villain, I guess, fittingly or not. He um, he portrays a, a missionary, like a evangelizing priest going door-to-door trying to um, recruit people into the church. Um, yeah. In reality, no, he's a... He's a uh, a Russian, a Russian assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Is the actual actor Russian? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, because he doesn't actually look Russian. <laughs> but Russia's a big no. country, so there's a wide variety variety of looks and 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 I guess races there within Russia. But yeah, he didn't look Russian. But he was tall and white. <laughs> he was very very seventies. Um, yeah. So he. Uh, is in doesn't really do much else after this film, but his one notable uh, release is uh, No Retreat, No Surrender Two, um, a sequel to a not that great movie. Um, however, part two, <laughs> part two was directed by Corey Yun, and it had uh, everyone's favorite uh, Cynthia Rothrock, and we do see a return from uh, Huang Zhangli who actually turns out um, in real life to be uh, Roy Horan's um, uh, martial arts and master. So that's kind of where their connection is. Yep. And why he's in this movie. Um, and I, I believe uh, Roy Horan wrote the script or some writing duties um, for No Retreat, No Surrender 2. So props to that. Okay, interesting. It'd be a cool claim to fame to say that you worked on a movie with Jackie Chan, though. So even though he hasn't, hasn't gone on to do much else, it's cool that he has that <laughs> to tell the grandkids or whatever. Yeah, I, he had he has um, some other select filmography. Um, a lot of the stuff I, I kind of um, put into our notes is either Jackie Chan or you know another notable um, actor related. Or the title was in English and I could read it. <laughs> that was probably the, <laughs> the largest part of it. That helps. That helps a lot. But yeah, I, I like his, his character. It's a kind of fun twist to the just the straight uh, Chinese characters to have, have the, the white guy turn up. Um, and the twist that he's an assassin and pulls out a crucifix with a knife, that, <laughs> a flip knife. That with a knife sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was not actually expecting that. I was okay. Something different. And uh yeah, he did he did a pretty good job. Couple uh fun little fight set pieces he um took place in or took part in. And uh next. Next we have um Hark Ong Fung and he portrays our Snake Fist schoolmaster from the opening credits, I believe. He, he doesn't last too long. He's our, our sacrificial lamb, I guess, on the the plot board. <laughs> kind of setting things in motion. I guess this is uh, a mirror image to Drunken Master, because this is exactly how Drunken Master starts, with um, establishing how tough the, the villain is by taking someone out. 
Yeah, um, they they go as far as to say or to have uh, our 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 opposing school. So I guess we didn't really talk about the plot. Um, it's pretty bare bones. We have the Hawk School and the Snake School, and they've just kind of always been in conflict. And the Hawk School Grandmaster is going around and eliminating, just killing outright um, any remaining s- Snake style students. So that's where our movie opens, is he's fighting one of the last um, snakes, Snake Fist Masters. And just to punch home how strong and powerful the, the Eagle School is, he's killed 3,000, is it 3,000? It was 3,000 according to the subtitles. You know, there was no yes. dub, so I had to go with that. Pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, three, yeah, 3,000 Snake-style students he's killed uh, to prove that he's the strongest. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that was him personally. I mean, he kind of rolls with the cadre of his uh, hawk assassins. So it's probably kind of a collaborative effort there. That's, that's true. That's something that could be lost in translation, is that it was, yeah, the school taking them out. Well, anyway, our uh, our snake fist master that uh, is dispensed with, with kind of a crushing throat blow in the beginning of the movie i believe um he he has a pretty uh extensive filmography he he's with uh, jackie chan again in 1980 for the young master again in 88 with dragons forever miracles in 89 twin dragons in 92 uh a movie that i'm pretty sure we'll take a look at uh, kung fu hustle in 2002 <laughs> And Badges of Fury was one of his last films he's done, and that was with Jet Li in uh, 2013. I I think I've seen most of those. Um, In fact, they're actually very good films. Dragons Forever and Young Master are are pretty good from memory. Yeah, I've seen all of them, and yeah, they all hold up, again, pretty well. We'll we'll find that a trend, I think, with uh, Mr. Chan's films. Yes. Well, it's hard when you really like. If you're a fan, it's <laughs> yeah. We do have we do have a little bit of a bias. We'll we'll, we'll admit that. But they're good. They're um, good movies. They are. Um, even even the way they portray characters and storytelling, I enjoy. Um, it's not just the kung fu. Uh, these other elements. Yeah, there's there's like there's set tropes that these hit, and they pick the plot points that that work. I mean, it's a lot of it's, um, I think, from classical Chinese opera, the way they format yep. these. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super entertaining and keeps the audiences coming back. Keeps me coming back. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Oh, oh, we've got the three provinces champ, Mantis yes. style. Um, he's our next. He's our oh, next guy. Yeah, I'm it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably butchering these two. Tian Lung Chen. So yeah. uh, he comes in like halfway through the film, doesn't he? Yes, he's he's um, like the sort of the high point. Again, they did the same thing in Drunken Master. Kind of bring in a second plot point, like midway through the film, that could almost be skipped out. Uh, but it's kind of fun that they do because it kind of just adds a bit more depth to what's going on. Um, but this this just is another. I guess it's a smaller version of what we're seeing with the snake and the eagle. This is a rivalry rivalry between two local schools in the town that, that Jackie lives in, isn't it? And it, they're just um, proving how tough they are to each other. Yeah, I mean, the, our, our three provinces champ shows up at the behest of the opposing school that Jackie Chan is involved with. Yep. And... Um, the ex- it's sort of an excuse to crush uh, Jackie Chan's the school. Um, they they come in with the excuse that uh, the the province or the the champ won whatever tournament it was, and uh, Jackie Chan's school um, didn't go congratulate him. So therefore, he should just come and beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how things work. I know, it's just like real life. I got an award the other day at the office and uh, no one said anything, so I had to go beat them all up. <laughs> Not a true story, just to, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, they probably deserved it. Um, 
But yeah, uh, and this actually is uh, an interesting fight because the guy that he, cause he ends up, as you say, he fights. He fights the, I guess, the champion from the other the opposing school. And that guy, is, is he next on the list? I don't, I'm terrible with names. I have no idea who's who. I just know okay. by what they fight. Yeah, so um, the how it plays out is the Mantis-style guy, our, our province's champ, comes in and fights um, the two assistant instructors for the um the Hongwei school oh, which is right, Jackie yeah. Chan's school. So yeah. we get our our tall uh, assistant with a with a little patch on his head. Um yeah. he's and using he's the dragon style. Yeah. And then his co-assistant, the chubby guy, I think, or a little bit little bit bigger guy, um uses the tiger school. So they both uh try to attack the mantis guy unsuccessfully they just they just get it handed to him yeah that's right I, I was confusing that fight um with the the muscly guy from that school who breaks the brick and then breaks his hand at the same time oh yeah that was that was a good that was a good one so um, um because him I was, well, the reason i was bringing him up is because he's um he's definitely talented in martial arts because you see him like doing like training in the background and yeah. his, his movements are very precise and good. But when he's actually fighting, he clearly fights goofier than he probably is capable of for to suit the character. And I just found that contrast quite funny, where you see him when he's not fighting and just training, he's very precise and powerful in his movements. But when he's yeah directly on camera in a, in a fight, it's a bit more uh, goofy. That's Siri trying to talk to me. Stop yeah. interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I found that kind of funny that it was, um, yeah, that there was that contrast between his actual ability and then his character's ability. Yeah, they they, they play into that big time, and um, that uh, that actor's uh, Chi Ling Chu. Um, okay, he's on the list. Yeah, he's on the list. He uh, <laughs> will just will just skip ahead to him a little bit there. So he's in Winners, Winners and Sinners uh, in '83 with Jackie Chan, and then our he's in Kung Fu Hustle, which. I wonder why the date on this is different. It's 2000, <laughs> 2004, somewhere around there. Be, um, Stephen Chow serious. directs it. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. But um, in, in Kung Fu Hustle, he's the uh, the older practitioner who uh, wears the um, iron rings. Yeah. And then he's in Journey to the West uh, in 2013. So that was a, another um, Son Goku uh, magic monkey movie yes yeah I, I haven't actually seen that one but I, oh I know that was story. good yeah um but yes uh i, I know the story in the legends behind that there's <laughs> monkey magic and then there's goku which dragon ball z is all based on the same legend yes the journey to the west is the actual story the chinese yeah. version and there's also big scenes we both like video games there's the game sayuki yeah it's also based on the same story. Yeah, it's pretty popular. There's been tons of just TV shows, um, Japanese anime, um, other movies. Uh, everyone's, everyone's, I think, had a hand at play, portraying this character. <laughs> if you're, if you're big in the in the uh, martial arts movie crowd. Yeah. Yep, it's good. <laughs> um, so sorry, I skipped ahead because I always do that. Uh, we yeah, just, it's okay. Uh, I, where are we at? Ken Chiang. Um, Is it real too? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Yao Lin Chen. So, just super brief. Um, that's Master Hung, who is is the head of the Hongwei school that Jackie Chan's character is at. And he returns from a trip to find his school empty because the uh, after the Mantis-style guy beat his two assistant instructors, all the students, like, left to go to the other school because it was better. That's right. So, of course, uh, Master Hong goes over there, you know, with, with Jackie in tow to uh, take back his students. And that's when we see um, a little bit of unveiling of uh, Jackie's new snake style versus yes. the Mantis. Um, so then there's uh, Cam Chiang. Cam Chiang, yeah. So that's our uh, our tubby little uh, little butterball son. Yep, who's there just to kind of sh- 
help portray that rivalry between the two schools. Yeah, um, he, he's the local magistrate's son, and he, he the schools are basically want his patronage, so they're sort of vying for his attention to whoever can teach the son um, kung fu and get the money that that would uh, bring them. Yeah, um, yeah, he must be. Um, he, he is, as you say, but a boy's bit of a tubby character, but he he can definitely do some moves still for his for his size. Oh, yeah, he a young um, master. Yeah, he's in is Young he Master. Friend? I think so. Is he the Jackie's friend? Probably. Uh, they, they, he's the younger guy, so I, I think he is. It's all coming together. <laughs> and um, he's also in Magnificent Butcher with Sammo Hung, another, uh, another larger martial artist who's pretty agile for his size. And more agile oh, than he's... people that are half his size. <laughs> yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to take uh, yeah. uh, take a look at some of his stuff uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. That brings us almost to the end of our, our notable cast. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to try this guy's name. I'm just going to ruin it. It's Xia uh, Su. Yeah, yours, yours, your attempt was as good as mine. <laughs> so, he portrays Thanks. Su Chen. Uh, yep. One of the Eagle Assassins. He's also yeah. a drunken master and King of Bamboo. Which he I was the King of Bamboo. Yeah. I, oh, I watched it again so and I was like, movie. this is one of the dudes where definitely couldn't, t- I would not have guessed that this was King of Bamboo. Oh, he's the, he's the, the guy who uses the, the short stuff. And has a mustache. I think it's just the mustache that tricks you. <laughs> he's in disguise. <laughs> he was. Oh. Because yeah, well, he's very clean cut on this, isn't he? He is, and he has uh, like white makeup on, like he's pasty. Yeah, he's and he uses a fan in this one, doesn't he? Yeah, and they make a lot of puns about uh, it's hot, or it's it's cold outside, or something. I don't need you to fan me <laughs> off. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's very um, clean, yeah, as I say, clean cuts, um, fancy clothes, where he's a bit more. And Drunken Master is a bit more rugged and more of a fighter looking with his normal kung fu outfit. Yeah, and they aged him up a little bit. They um kind of grayed his hair and his I guess fake mustache. I don't I mean he may maybe maybe he grew a mustache in six months. Um it was a pre- pretty good uh broom stash yeah, there. <laughs> and he's a he's a tall guy too, that's that's pretty notable. He's he's a lot taller than um our uh snake master here. Yes. But yeah, very flashy and flamboyant. He's wearing like this kind of golden vest um, and sort of a, like a Manchurian little hat. It was a it's a pretty cool costume, and uh, yeah, the fight scenes are pretty dynamic. He's jumping and flipping all over the place in this one. Yeah, and there's some some good uh, close quarter combat in this one as well. It's in it's tight spaces and rooms and whatnot as well. Yeah, they, they bump um, each other into like a um oh, I I believe the house that they have their encounter in is the Snake Master is looking for the other last surviving snake school master who's yes. supposed to be at that house. And um he, he gets that's when he gets cornered by the priest uh yeah. Yeah, missionary as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they 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 double team him. But he escapes wars. wounded. Yes. Um, and then we've got our final key cast member is Gam Yam. Yes, um, he plays the cook, <laughs> um, the cook Chang for oh. uh, the what was that? The Hongwei School, so Jackie Chan's yes. school. He's their he's their he, head cook. He's really friendly with Jackie's character. Yes, but he also plays. He's also a spy for the the Eagle School, Eagle Claw School. Oh, you spoiled it! Oh, yes, he's a he's a hidden assassin. Yeah, spoiled it. That's not the whole movie's about. <laughs> I know. I just, oh, it's a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I I found that quite interesting because he is very friendly for, with Jackie. I guess we haven't mentioned that so far. Is that Jackie's character isn't a student of the um, the school that he is associated with? He's actually the servant. He's the idiot that they mock and use as a punching bag. Um, so he's not trained in Kung Fu. Um, he is just, he just cleans up. Uh, and 
and yeah, he, he's called. They, they refer to him as the idiot and say stupid, and but the the cook is very very friendly with him, um, and is the only one who's nice to him. Yeah, he, he gives him uh, like extra medicine, a little bit of help um, after his yeah. his unfortunate punching bag sessions. Uh, one point of note for Jackie's character, um, he's referred to, he's like an orphan that, uh, that Master Hung took in. Um, and it doesn't seem like Master Hung, the, 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 the head of that school treats him that way. It's just the no, assistant instructors. Yeah. When the master's, the, the you know, when the master's gone. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, also in the very beginning of the movie, when, um, our Eagle Claw Master kills the, one of the last um, snake school masters, he does say the, the the snake school master says, "Oh, you know, there's there's the old master and um, my son." They don't go. They don't mention the son ever again in the movie. And I'm wondering if Jackie Chan's character is that guy's son, but like hidden away um, to prevent him being assassinated, like maybe as a kid. Yeah, I thought that as well. That because it's been a long time since I've seen it, and now watching it again, I was thinking that might be the reveal. But they don't actually specifically reveal that, do they? They don't. But there's there's no other reason to mention that son unless you're going to show it, at least in well, some way. What, wasn't it the person that um, the snake master was looking for? Was that the son who was end up being killed? Because he goes to meet him and he's been killed, isn't he? Well, he said there's two masters and my son. Oh, two masters. Uh, yeah, because there's um. Sorry, I missed. I missed. Yeah, Pai Chang and the son. Yeah, yep. Pai Chang is the old man, and yep. then he says, "There's Pai Chang, the other master, and my son." Okay, so and then it probably I'm pretty sure from memory it cuts after saying that line it cuts directly to Jackie working. So I guess visually yeah. it implies that as well. Yeah, no, I think that's who it is. Um, that makes sense. And as I say, I thought that, but it didn't say it at the end of the by the end of the film. Yeah, so, no, it, it didn't really get into it. Um, it's probably just I'll just call that head cannon. <laughs> I'd like to think that it's his son. No, it's official now. We've said it. <laughs> <laughs> we can call ourselves we, the official. We are podcast. the first and last uh, <laughs> word on this word on the street. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, no, no, I like that stuff. And to be fair, that's how a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, Kung Fu films and, um, Hong Kong films were done. Like it's a lot more subtle in it's storytelling at times, unlike Western films that tend to spell things out very, very clearly in bold text, uh, <laughs> single syllable words, uh, is how they kind of explain their pot plots. But whereas, yeah, I find with, especially martial art films and Asian films, they tend to be a bit more subtle, uh, in there like yeah storytelling yeah it's it's the same um kind of across the board and, and you, you know you get that culturally um and linguistically when you're especially in like a japanese or korean um the subject of a lot of sense is just kind of left out and you kind of have to just kind of gather what it's supposed to be by context clues and yep. here my context clue says jackie chan is that guy's yeah. son i agree it is, yeah i agree it's settled. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that's the cast. Is it a good time to look at how it was received at the time? Well, over the to- over time. Because yeah, let's, let's do it, Vader. What, what have your searches well, uncovered? I've been busy, so I've only done a, a minor search. But interestingly enough, there is no Metacritic score for this film. Well, not that I could find. Um but what would you what would you guess this film rates in at? Uh it's maybe like a 70, 75%. Oh nice. I IMDB uh is rated at 75% and Rotten Tomatoes comes in at a, a whopping 83%. Oh, I'm good. And I you did not good. look those up. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it's 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 reviewed quite well. Uh and it has a long standing History. A lot of these reviews are more recent because <laughs> I don't think the internet was really functioning that well in '78. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and so, what would you like to start with? Would you like to hear a good review or a bad review? 
you know, um, we've been we've been kind of talking some sugar on this one, so let's go with the bad review. Nice, nice. I like it, and we can end with a good one. Uh, I think you'll actually find this one quite amusing. I actually really like it because it's it's kind of calling me names, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the title kind of sums up this guy's attitude. This is Karate Chop 'Em Up. So for one, karate is not kung fu. <laughs> just for those people who are listening and haven't worked that out. Um, it's from a different country. <laughs> so yeah, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. So well, yeah, we'll take it from a, with a grain of salt. Uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadows. Eagle's Shadow is for those movie buffs who are Kung Fu wannabes. <laughs> are you a Kung Fu wannabe? Uh, no, I actually, I did practice. So, you know, we um, got that. At it least. is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is also for those who are diehard Jackie Chan fans. Yes. And for those who love action movies. Yes. Yeah, so Obvious. what's the problem? <laughs> no. the who, who do you think that... this is not for? That's everybody. <laughs> it's for the rom-com audience. Uh, uh. The, film, the film does clip along at a fast enough pace. So that one does not get, so that one, one does not get bored. I can see the Kung Fu wannabes practicing their moves along with the movie. <laughs> this is not what I consider a typical Jackie Chan movie. Hold on, what's a typical Jackie Chan movie then? Uh, many of his later stuff, since this was like number three. <laughs> yeah, he's, this, this was written in 2013, so he's probably referring to um, Rush Hour. Yeah, Rumble in the Bronx, Which, maybe. Rush Hour is a good film still, but it is yeah. a different style. His movies usually have more humor in them. This reminds me of the old westerns whereby you have to shoot up, you have shoot em up scenes throughout the movies. However, this is karate chop em up instead. No, it's kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was me interjecting. He didn't correct himself. Okay. He's still karate. <laughs> uh, this is not my kind of movie, even though I am a fan of Jackie Chan. So this guy clearly does not understand that Jackie Chan had a movie career before Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, I mean, to be fair, he's not really giving a bad review. He just, he's acknowledging that a lot of people like it and he just doesn't care for it. Um, but I mean, to, to his point, it is sort of like a Western, I mean, formulaic anyway. Well, yeah. Um, so what would you guess he rated it as? Mm, 40 uh, two out of ten stars, so twenty percent. Uh not even, really. Yeah, uh, his review, his words don't back that up. To be no, fair. they don't. He, he, it sounds like he was giving it more compliments than not. Yeah, except for the wannabe kung fu people. Yeah, <laughs> I just glossed <laughs> over <crying>. that <laughs> because I probably was, you know, pretending to do these moves alongside with the movie. Well, it's half the fun. Um, <laughs> And do we, have we got time for a good review? We do. Let's just give a good review. This person was a lot earlier in, in time. It was written on 2005, and it's from Awesome Wolf from Australia. <laughs> Sn Snake in the Eagle Shadow. Jackie Chan's other breakthrough hit, although with Drunken Master, both released in 78, these two movies made the careers of Jackie Chan and director... Yun Wu Ping, and both featured Xu Tian Yun and Huang Zhang Li in similar roles. The plot follows Chen Fu, Jackie Chan. He's just giving a summary. I didn't actually read this one. I read the bad one, but not this one. I just like, yep, this is 10 out of 10. I'll take it. <laughs> Doing our job for us. <laughs> I know. And often abused and mistreated by Kung Fu, evil, of course. Uh, that. He's mistreated by the by the kung fu school he works at. He can't fight until he meets Pei Ching Che. I can't say these names. I'm terrible. Ching Che, Xu Tian Yun, a grandmaster of Snake Fist and last remaining follower of the Snake Fist style. A rivalry between the Snake Fist and Eagle Claw styles has led to the near elimination of the Snake Fist style. And Chen Fu and Pei Ching Che find themselves being hunted by Lord Shing Kwan, 
the master of the eagle claw style, the awesomeness of the snake and the eagle shadow. There's no the in the name, is there? Don't worry. I, I think there is. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Lies in the fact that it really is quite similar to Drunken Master, which is also awesome. Again, the plot is pretty standard kung fu plot, but any plot which allows for the maximum amount of on-screen kung fu time is a good plot. The training sequences are entertaining, and the following fight scenes are incredible. Jackie, Huang Zhang Li, and Yu Wu Ping are all at their best here. Snake in the Eagle Shadow is an awesome and very funny movie. 10 out of 10. A must-see for all Jackie Chan fans. I can't believe just how contrasted that is with the previous one. <laughs> it is. And uh, there you go, listeners. That's the plot boiled down uh, for the film. Um, Two boots, well, one stone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the, the training montages, that's your that's your bread and butter. Want to talk about that uh, just real briefly before we wrap things yes, up? Yes, they're good. I was going to bring that up. Um, I... I like my good training montage and this one does not let, let me down. Um, there's some really cool scenes where uh, the uh, snake master, uh, let me get his name because I can't remember. Which one's that? Pai Ching uh, Tian. Pai, Pai Ching Tian. Uh, he's training Jackie by actually forcibly moving him with a stick. And I just think that's fantastic. Uh, it's just a really cool way of actually um, – training that muscle memory. I thought it was a really cool scene because it's not only does it uh, create, show his skill as actual martial artist, um, but also, yeah, it, it just yeah, creates a cool kind of montage where he's getting, Jackie's getting pushed around with a bamboo stick to find those and hit those marks where he's supposed to in his, in his training. And yeah, really cool. Um, what was some of the extreme stuff in this one? I'm trying to remember them. I only can... I'm getting Drunken Master mixed up. Um, oh, he makes Jackie Chan do like the plank over uh, incense burning, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and yeah, it's like a whole pot of like burning incense sticking up just right below his stomach. And it's un- it's lit. I mean, you can see Jackie probably lit. did not want to like touch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was some finger training with us as well to train his foot. Uh, was he doing push-ups? Yeah, he was doing uh, elevated push. So his feet are up on a bench and then his, you know, his body's not quite 45 degree angle, but he's just holding himself up on his fingertips. Yeah. And doing push-ups. Yeah. It's very cool stuff. Uh, And then I guess that ties in talking about with the bamboo pole and training Jackie Chan to kind of uh, use, bend his wrists and get his form right for the snake, snake style. When they first meet each other, Jackie Chan is not a martial artist and um, Pei is getting uh, picked on by a whole lot of martial artists because uh, they think he's a beggar and trying to get rid of him. And Jackie, being the hero, despite not being able to fight, still goes to try and help him. And Pei uses Jackie's body as a weapon. <laughs> and I really liked that at first Jackie was just like a, um, I guess, a rag doll to be used by, by Pei. But then by the end, using that same technique of controlling Jackie's body, it, had tra- it trained his uh, Jackie to be actually a lethal weapon of, his, of himself that he controlled. Uh, yeah, I really liked that contrast. And it was a cool fight scene. Um, having someone use someone else's body to fight with was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that was one of my actual favorite scenes in the movie. And I almost wish they didn't use it up right toward the beginning. Like, cause I mean, where are you going to go from there? You got to just keep kicking it up a notch. And I don't think they did. They just kind of hit a stride and just kind of kept going, but nothing else was like way better than that or anything. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, and yeah, it shows you to the ability of, of, of the, um, pay what, yeah, his real name, uh, Yin. Yeah. Um, yeah. The montages were good. Train montages are always the best. Yeah, there's um, there's one oh, part the where he, yeah, I was gonna t- I was gonna say that, that talk about the eggs. That was great. You go, you go. I did oh, I'll do it. Okay. Um, yeah. so basically, um, they have like a, a row of maybe eight eight to ten bamboo shoots sticking out of the ground, um, like a meter and a half or so up, 
and on top of these bam like balanced on top is an uh is a just an unboiled egg and Jackie's character is supposed to snatch the egg um and his instructor is basically trying to not let him grab it so there's just a lot of yolk flying around and they get hit <laughs> in his face and um he's getting smacked on the wrist but uh this this has um this first training montage is echoed toward the end of the movie they do like a final training sequence so you see him failing in this first section but then by the end he's just like blowing through all the training you know kind of showing that you know, at least somewhat mastery over over the skills and that improvement. Um, it gives you that like that uh, rocky kind of montage feeling. You know, that five minute stretch of someone just getting way better. Yep, that was good. Yeah, because he does the same egg thing and he's doing all the different stances and techniques. Oh yeah, he's like winding his arms around the bamboo like a snake. It was great. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and I guess that that just reminded me of one of the other. Um, top scenes that I really liked uh, early on um, is I really like I've mentioned this before when they use objects in their fighting and this is where they have a rice bowl and um, Pei's trying to get uh, Jackie to take it off him to show you know to see if he's got you know to speed and you know practice his speed and just I love how he just flicks the bowl around and uh, it's just so acrobatic um, and simple but it's it's yeah I, I find that stuff super enjoyable to watch i just end up grinning because i just find it a lot of fun um just using this rice bowl as a training tool yeah and he um J- jackie's character kind of takes that idea and ends up like using a rice bowl like as a, a you know a way to humiliate another person just like later on in the movie kind of does oh, the does, same yeah. little trick yeah Actually, there's two training montages, and this isn't there because Pi meets yeah. him and doesn't doesn't divulge who he is, and he gets um, so he kind of trains him a little bit with that example of the rice bowl and trying to be agile, and he um, illustrates that you've got to focus on your feet and your footsteps have to be optimal, and every movement needs to be a direct line kind of thing to where it needs to be to be as quick as possible, and he leaves and leaves and just what well, he just draws footprints on the ground, doesn't he, for the footwork for the snake style i guess yeah he but just has um he has like written in them like left foot right foot um yeah. but that's kind of it and jackie has to figure out how to get his because you know the instructor's not there so he has to kind of guess how to get his feet to the right spot but the entire time his, it's kind of doing a flashback and showing um when uh, the master was rolling around and evading him with that um that little bowl the little flips he was doing. So Jackie Chan, like his characters are sort of savant and can recall that sort of stuff. So he's just, he's at once and then sort of can try to replicate it. So it was really neat. Yeah. And, um, it was cool. So he had that training montage and then it's later that he comes and gets trained with the actual first, um, the snake first style, but he's already got that base of, of training that has already been taught him, which is really cool that there was yeah. a kind of evolution to his training and he didn't go straight in. He learned the speed, uh, with his footwork, then he learned the strength and the, the agility with his hands and attacking. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Cool, uh, I guess, line upon line uh, kind of thing where he learns one thing at a time rather than just yeah. throwing him straight in the deep end. Yeah, no, he's he's building a base and kind of working up from there. Um, and I, you know, I guess that that brings us to our probably one of our final points um, is why the film is called Snake in Eagle Shadow. No, the Snake in Eagle Shadow. <laughs> I was right. There's no the. There is no the. You're right. <laughs> so um, we we get a small scene toward the middle of the film, I guess toward the end, and um, our Eagle Claw Master sort of runs into Jackie Chan, and they have a sort of little sparring match. And the entire time, Jackie just is confounded. He's like, "How are you defeating my, you know, my snake style with that claw hand? You know what? Because he, he doesn't. He his character just you know." We talked about it a little bit, sort of an idiot savant, doesn't really get a lot of social things. And um, he he's he's being tricked by the Eagle Claw Master into thinking that the Eagle Claw Master is um, the, the snake style's uh, 
the Grandmaster is like his best friend, you know, coming to visit him. So, um, you know, they have their little spar and, you know, at the end of it, um, Jackie's just, he's just left like flummoxed as to what he's supposed to do against like, a, you know, that eagle claw hand. Um, yeah. And I guess that's the, yeah, the point why the eagle school is winning so often. Um, it's beating all the snakes because it, it's the not superior, but it has the right technique to counter the snake. Um, but yeah, this, this is this is one of my favorite parts, and it, and it adds a little bit of comedy into it as well. It's not taking itself too seriously. Um, Jackie goes home after fighting with this guy because the guy convinced him that he's a friend, and so Jackie's waiting for Pi to Pi to turn back up, Pi, yeah, Pi, yeah, to turn back up, um, so he can um, introduce him to his friend, or meet, so he can meet up again. Friend, it's not his real friend; it's the bad guy. Um, and he sees, he goes home and he's got a cat who's appeared a few times in the movie and it's Jackie's pet. Um, he looks after it at the, at the school and feeds it. Um, and it's, um, cornered by a snake and it defeat and it kills the snake. Um, and Jackie notes how impressed that is that he managed to, this little cat defended itself against uh, a deadly, it's a deadly snake, isn't it? It's a cobra. It's a cobra. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and so he thinks he thinks about the about the other technique that could beat him and about how he had claws and he thought about this the the cat and he and how well his techniques is with the snake fist and he makes his own style. <laughs> yeah, and he, um I think the subtitles are like it's just called the cat paw fist or something. It was something kind of goofy <laughs> and um he literally just does all of the snake moves but with the cat claw shaped hands so yeah. i mean i don't know how effective that would be at just transitioning to a different style and and, yeah, they, and they, they you know they make some jokes with it too yeah and that's to say it adds a little comedy to it because it even has the cat every time he attacks. <laughs> just like that yeah great rendition um and then they have um they do a lot of like low like angled shots where jackie's jumping over or at the camera and like looks like he's leaping like 10 feet into the air because of the, the low camera angle. Um, and so that's, that is the difference. The snake technique is very grounded. Whereas, uh, he, he implements a few, I'm working more jumping and kind of curls up into a bit more of a ball, doesn't he? Kind of gets really defensive with his cat claw paw technique. Yeah. I mean, well, it's <laughs> like how a cat would fight it. You know, they kind of ball yeah. up and then strike at something. So, yeah. And, and which is also how snakes fight. So there is that, there is a cool similarity and that's how, yeah, I guess as you're saying, he, he finds a way to defeat the Eagle claw. And, and it works out. He, he, ends up, they, they have a big, you know, big brawl at the end of the film. And, um, he, he does his super jumping attack with the hissing noise, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Lands on the guy and just starts scratching him. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, but uh, it, it was good. It was good. Uh, it's I guess it's similar, the same story beats or action points that uh, Drunken Master hit, where uh, he has to learn and accept a new technique to actually to defeat his op- opponent. Um, in that case, it was, what was the Lady Drunken God? Yeah. Um, in this case, he had to uh, evolve. I guess that's an interesting note, is that he was left... Um, a book with with the secrets of the snake fist, but it got ripped up, didn't it? Yeah, the so cat the cat ripped up the the manual with the last of the uh, techniques. So he was he was at a loss, and then that inspired. That's kind of what inspired him to. Um, yeah, that's right. You it know, was that fill that. in the rest of his techniques with the cat style. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I yeah. liked it. As, as I say, I like the humor behind the cat style. It, it, it adds a little bit of uh, humor to the action seriousness of it, um, which yeah, I think was fine. Yeah, no, there Good, wasn't yeah. um, there wasn't anything too um, too serious about it, other than like the three thousand people that were murdered. <laughs> that part was serious. Um, well, and... I guess the, assass- the assassins, <laughs> the assassins, the, they're pretty serious. Serious. Yeah. No, and... was, the, I guess it was a big chunk. It's half and half. And the 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 masters of the or the teachers of the the school bullying and picking on someone who they consider to be stupid that's kind of bad. Yeah, 
No, there's a, there's a lot of this stuff in the in the movie that probably you know it again it flies in 1978 today probably wouldn't have been made. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, critically thinking about it, you know, looking looking back in, in contrast against um, Drunken Master, I think what sways my opinion in fa- in favor of uh, Snake Snake and Eagle Shadow is Jackie Chan's character. In this, he's sort of a likable buffoon. Um, from the get go, he's the underdog and you kind of, you know, you sympathize or at least empathize with his character and you see him get stronger and, you know, eventually succeed in the end where, um, in, in drunken master, his portrayal of Wong Fei Hung, uh, is as sort of like a braggart as a, like a bad boy that gets reformed and has that, you know, has a pretty strong character arc, but He's not a likable guy in the beginning. You know, maybe someone that's yeah, fun yeah. to kind of hang out with, but he's sort of a jerk. Which one did yeah, we talk about? It, yeah, he's a jerk with um, uh, with his... I guess if you could put it in Dungeon Dragons terms, he's probably chaotic good. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, yeah, this character, Jackie's character, is probably uh, lawful good or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's more likable um, in this role. Yep. And one thing that made me think of is I really like that Jackie's like Jackie Chan as an actor when he's playing someone who needs to think, like his character needs to think or is waiting, he starts picking his nose. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he did a lot of um, kind of rubber face gimmicks in this film. A lot of the training montages, he would be serious, but then he would just do some kind of weird face. Um, like yeah. he was surprised yeah, right. and he kind of crossed his eyes and I was just like, what is he doing? And then he gets, you know, yeah. bopped on the head for it. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. He does those, the kind of, uh, uh, clown kind of faces, the silly faces. And to me, it almost, I saw, I saw what we now know more of Jackie Chan, like, and that, what that bad review is talking about. He knows, he knows Jackie Chan a bit more comedy in his films. Um, and yeah, modern Jackie Chan has, he tends to be quite funny. I thought, um, especially when he has a good, uh, co-star to bounce off. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, uh, it was cool to be able to see where that all started at, at a young age. He was still had that in him. Um, yeah, I like mm. it. Well, I mean, that was, that was the biggest thing is he was brought into his first few movies, um, basically to be one of the Bruce Lee clones to replace Bruce Lee. Um, And they, you know, one of the producers saw sort of that penchant for comedy or at least that angle. And that's, that's how he got these two roles. That was basically snake and Eagle shadow and drunken master that set him on this path. And um, you know, the little bits of comedy we see, you know, injected in there, he refines that formula and through the eighties and probably, probably like the, the mid to late eighties, it, it's solid. That's, that's the Jackie Chan we're mm-hmm. going to see, um, you know, from then until, until today, which is, was great. Yeah. And, and it's good that he kind of got broken out of that Bruce Lee shadow, um, because he's a very talented man and he has something different to offer. And so it's, it's good that he, he found his own way and that someone gave him a chance to, yeah, no, I mean, it's great. We, we don't really hear about Bruce Lee and Dragon Lee and all the all these guys that took up that mantle. Just they didn't make it because no one, no one could fill those shoes, you know. And, and it's in, until it's not until a little bit later when we get um, Jet Li, Donnie Yen. Uh, now it's kind of uh, Wu Jing. And um, we're seeing a little bit more um, international uh, stars kind of take up those you know big action action star roles uh so that that's that's good it's you know it's kind of diversifying a little bit what you know tony ja yeah, sure. um Wyas, we get those indonesian and thai um you know big name actors that are just solid with their craft and just amazing to watch yeah very skillful people Makes me feel bad. With that <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> yeah, it just makes me want to get back into it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, it's saying that wraps us up. Is what I was about to say. What you were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all in all, good film. Very good film. 
Uh, yeah. So what, what what would you give this out of out of ten, Vader? See, I'm bad with I'm bad with numbers. Um because I wanna that's a problem. It's I really enjoyed Drunken Master, but I would say I enjoyed this more, I think. Um, though it came slightly before it, it feels a little bit more polished in some ways. The story feels fits together a bit nicer. Um so that's the thing, I'd want to give Drunken Master a 10, and what well, I can't give this higher score. <laughs> we have to keep increasing the... the, the <laughs> we get the scale. Get to turn this one yeah. to 11 too, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Spinal Tap. Um, just keep yeah. turning it up. <laughs> um, it's good. We'll have I to just, come up yeah, with a different scale. Yeah, yeah I guess how many um, fists <laughs> styles yeah. it is. <laughs> This is uh, yeah, three cat much. paws out of three. <laughs> uh, I would say it's one of my favorite that I can, uh, other ones I can remember, but that's probably going to change because we'll be watching more coming in the near future. So, all <laughs> um, the ones I've seen is probably my favorite. To be to be fair, nice, nice. But, it, but the gate, then see, then you start getting into muddy waters because you compare it with Hero and Hero again. Like I said at the time, it's not quite a kung fu film. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, it's wuxia. They're not the same genre, so exactly. I mean, we can do that. That that's a little easier. So, you know, these can be compartmentalized into era and into type of film. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's the best early kung fu film era, best seventies one. <laughs> that way. Yeah. What about you? Where would you put it? You're probably better at. Um, no, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you on this one. I like this a lot. I, b- I believe you mentioned that you'd seen this, you know, some, some years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. for me, this was the first time I'd seen it. I, I own number oh. two, which is just a sequel in name only. There's not really any relation. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen this before and I don't know how that happened. Like this was great. I, I, you know, I watched it last week and just fell in love immediately. I think I sent you a message, like, as I was watching it going, this is better than Drunken Master. Uh, yeah. You know, um, no, it's great. I, uh, I'd like to see some uh, director's commentary or kind of a, a, maybe even the actors taking a look back at this one um, just to get some more background on the production because I do want to know why this was almost uh, repeated in Drunken Master. I mean, it's it's beat for beat. It's almost the same movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's the same. yeah. But as I said, I reckon this one kind of ties the knots a little tighter. Like it, it, it's a bit, it has a bit of um, arc or storyline to it. Whereas Drunken Master, a few things like, why did that happen? <laughs> um, yeah. Um. Just thinking about it, I I think my what happened probably is Drunken Master is just, I think. It's a specifically, it's a Wong Fei Hung folk hero character arc mm-hmm. that they're trying to shoehorn maybe into this formula. So they could probably see that um, Snake and Eagle Shadow, it was, they had a, a winning thing. This worked. So why not repeat that? But we're going to stick in, you know, a folk hero and it'll make it even better. But, yep. you know, maybe point. those two things didn't really mesh as much as they intended. Yeah. But still, I would still rate yeah. Drunken Master up there with Kung Fu films. Oh, no. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I still like it a lot. And um, yeah. that's coming from us. I don't know how specifically these were received, you know, by um, the Chinese audience. Maybe Drunken Master did much better. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe because of the familiarity behind the, the folklore. Yeah. Um, it might have been more popular. But uh, I don't know another another point of research, or if uh, any of you <laughs> listeners out there um, have any input on the matter, we will be open to hearing your comments. Please, please do <laughs> send stuff into us. Yes, um, love to hear from you. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll we'll uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Um, Vader, where can we we find you on the internet? Um, I do another podcast called Dark Insight. It's a video games podcast um, with uh, some co-hosts around the world. Uh, we are, well, we claim to be, well, I claim to be the, that we are the most international gaming podcast around. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but um, yeah, it's Dark Insight. Uh, you can find it at darkinsight.net. And myself, I'm Vader Van Oden um, on Twitter and YouTube. I do a YouTube channel with my son and all our stuff can be found on VaderVanOden.com. That's me. 
in a nutshell. <laughs> what about you? Um, same thing. I am uh, also the host of another podcast, uh, Monster Dear Monster, and I like to think we're the second most international oh, podcast yeah. out there. You guys are contending for that. We are. We're creeping <laughs> up on you, Dark Insight. So you're, uh, <laughs> you're the most international monster video game monster podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're a little bit. Uh, our scope is a little bit more more broad. Um, we we cover films, um, books. There'll be a, a book uh, oh, podcast course. coming up, and um, some video games a little bit too. There, uh, you can reach us at uh, monsterdmonster.fireside.fm and you can find me uh, for either podcast on Twitter at sentienot underscore plus and oh um, we here at Crouch and Tiger Hidden Podcast do have a Twitter now so that's the thing we are the Crouch and Tiger Hidden Podcast on Twitter at CTHpod. Or you can find us at cthp.fireside.fm. And maybe coming up with a actual uh, domain name soon. So look forward to that. Yep. And I think that's a wrap.